Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Suffer the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of God. Some 19 centuries after these words were spoken, children were not only being denied their faith, but their families, their homes, their very lives. Out of the blue, there appeared on this war-torn scene a group of priests and pastors of two faiths, but one ideal, to save the children of Europe. Monsieur Lacasse, would you hide Jewish children here on your farm? Little boys and girls? For how long? Until the end of the war. Of what age? How old? Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They could work here on the farm. You pretend they are your own. Mademoiselle, I am 65 years old. Could I have such young children? Monsieur Lacasse, I think you could. If you tried. Our mystery drama, The Good Shepherds, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by G. Frederick Lewis and stars Robert Dryden and Russell Horton. I shall return shortly with Act One. It is during the last great war. The Allies are trying to loosen the Nazi grip in Europe. France is overrun by Germans. In the French city of Lyon, 200 persons are attending Sunday Mass, but most of them women and children and very old men. The young men are in uniform. Monsignor Jean Auguste is completing his sermon. How long wilt thou forget me, O Lord? How long wilt thou hide thy face from me? When the Lord turneth the captivity of his people, then shall Jacob rejoice, and Israel shall be glad. Open this church, I order you, open! The doors are not locked. Gestapo, open the doors! Did someone lock the doors? I did, monsieur. But then open it. This church is available to everyone. They're rounding up the Jews, father. They won't find many Jews in here. I ask you to open it. I give you one minute or I shall run a tank right through this church. You French don't seem to realize we give the orders here and we do not like to be kept waiting. What did you come here for? We are performing the Sunday Mass. It appears you need to be taught a lesson, all of you. Stand up, everyone, off your knees. Out the door and line up in the street. Soldiers will show you where. No children can live like here. Children remain here. Mothers with babies may take them with them. All other children stay in the church. Now, out the door. Everyone else. Le 
Reverend Corot. Present. Father Roger. Here. Nurse Anne-Marie. Present. And myself, Jean-Auguste Monseigneur Church of Saint-Sulpice-Lyon. We are gathered here tonight after witnessing today the slaughter of innocents. 155 women, some with their babies, and old men were cut down on our church steps during Mass. The children, 50 of them, left inside our church, knowing full well the horror, the murder of their parents. As we sit around this lighted candle, I would like all of us, the four of us, to take a holy oath in the name of the Savior that we shall not rest until we have saved as many children as we can from the Nazi barbarians. But particularly, Jean-Auguste, we should rescue the Jewish children. All children. But all children are not in danger. We know it is the Jews who are being deported to death camps. The children torn from mothers and what in the end their fate will be is too terrible to contemplate. I would cast my vote to first save the Jewish children. What happened today? They murdered Christian parents. The children were spared. For the moment. If Nurse Anne-Marie and the good reverend hadn't helped us spirit them out through the sacristy and hidden them, they would also have been killed. Monseigneur, it is quite obvious that all over France the Nazis are planning a systematic rule of terror. You have asked for a pledge. You have mine, Guy Corot. And mine, of course, as well, Jean-Auguste. You, Father Audi. I also pledge. And may I also, Monseigneur, even though I am a nurse at saint Michel's Hospital? Even though? Mademoiselle Anne-Marie, we three men of the church may facilitate the hiding of the little ones, but it is on you, a woman. They will lean. It is to your arms they will run for comfort. There are many nurses who will help. The first order of business is to find homes as soon as possible for the young ones we took out of the church. My brother Jacques is a surgeon at Annecy. I shall write to him. Perhaps some of the children could be hidden in his hospital. I hope many of them can find beds at St. Michael's and Marie. Annecy is 85 kilometers by direct road. That won't do for these. Sooner or later, the Nazis will be looking for them and wonder where they went. We need permanent homes. Whoever looks for homes for such an indefinite period at the end of this horrible war must not appear suspicious themselves. I have a younger sister, Elaine, who goes to the École Savant. She will do anything. I know it. How old is she? Sixteen. Oh, I think it is too young. The responsibility of going around under the noses of the Germans asking for foster homes, it could be very dangerous. I know, Helene. She is extremely level-headed. Ah, Roger has a point. If the Germans find out what your sister is doing, they'd as soon kill her. She is very smart. There isn't a German who could get the best of any French girl. No matter what her age. Helene! What brings you on your bicycle here this morning? Uh, uh, good day, Monsieur Lacroix. Uh, I 
wife, Madame Lacasse? My wife, Nicole. Oh, good, good, good. Still able to work in the fields. Have you heard from Simon and Paul? Nothing since Christmas. Uh, they are probably in some German prison camp by now. Oh, don't say that. I miss not seeing them at the market. I miss not having my sons for the planting. Helene, come closer. I know where Simon and Paul are. Oh. They joined the British, and they are still fighting. Why do you whisper? So we will not be overheard. By who? Are your ducks and chickens spies? <laughs> there is a German soldier somewhere about. I've seen him. Last week, they arrested Henri Fontaine. They didn't. Oh, no. They didn't find... Yes, yes, they did. The radio receiver in his silo. They confiscated everything, arrested him and took him away. His wife is beside herself with worry. No one will tell her anything. I haven't the heart to say what I know is true. He has been shot. Of course. He was a radio contact point for the underground. He was responsible for those mysterious fires in the fields near the German tanks. So when the Allied bombers came over and blew them up... Remember? Bravo, Henri. And you saw a German soldier near here. But why here? That is what I would like to know. Does he think I am hiding Jews? Would you? Would I? Would you hide Jewish children? How? On my farm? Would you hide little boys and girls? What age? How old? Oh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Would you take them in? They could work here on the farm. Pretend they are your own children. Uh, is this Anne-Marie's idea? Your sister at the hospital? There are many of us trying to find homes. Put my name on the list. Oh. Nicole would love to have little ones again. Uh, we'll take three. But there is no list. Nothing written down. I will remember. Is this what you're doing today, Ellen? Going from farm to farm? That is what I am doing. Like a shepherdess guiding her flock of sheep? Monsieur, you will be one of the good shepherds. And if we are careful, not one little lamb will be lost. Au revoir. A bientôt. Would you like me to hold your bicycle while you get on? Oh, no, no. I do it all by myself. Uh, goodbye, Hélène. Give my regards to your sister. She will come help you with the harvest this year. This year, a harvest of growing children. Let me help you up, Mademoiselle. You you are a German soldier. You are a French girl. What are you doing here? My orders are to patrol these farms. What for? They are suspected. Farmers? Suspected of what? Milking cows? Receiving messages from the British. What are you talking about? What messages? Last Sunday, we arrested one of your farmers who had a wireless in his silo. He was receiving messages from England for the French underground. So, you suspect all farmers? You French are the enemy. You Germans are the real enemy. 
never invaded you. You attacked us. Get out of my way. Oh, now look. This front wheel is bent. How am I going to get home? Here, I can fix it for you. Well, I should hope so. Uh, Since you made me fall off, springing out into the road like uh, that. It's only a few spokes. I can straighten them out with my hand. What a strange person you are. You are a French patriarch, and you fix my bicycle. Uh, Here you are. (laughs) All done. You are very quick about some things. Au revoir, mademoiselle. You speak French, too. Uh, Only a little. Uh, Perhaps I shall see you again. If I hear that one farmer anywhere around here has been visited by you, or you have searched the house, you will never see me again. But it is my duty. Duty? To murder? To select Jews for death? Uh, I have nothing to do with that. I'm not a member of the Gestapo, the SS. I'm a private in the army of the Third Reich. You have a conscience? Everyone has a conscience. And yours permits you to kill the innocent? I hope I will never have to. Goodbye, soldier. Oh, my name is Hans. I wouldn't trust you with my name. Goodbye. I don't need your name to remember you, mademoiselle. Private and personal heroism of those who never gave up the struggle against the invader is the rule, not the exception. The two priests, one a Monsignor, the minister, the nurse, doctors, and even young girls like Helene made up the unconquerable army, the lists of which are incomplete and unrewarded even today. I shall return shortly with Act Two. Deliberately, we have taken the story of resistance by a handful of those who heal soul and body as an example of what happened every day in dozens of European hamlets and towns. They were uncounted, those who risked their lives to save the next generation from the Hitlerites. Acts, indeed, of good shepherds. I'd like to call the meeting to order. It has been one month since that first atrocity here in Lyon. Since then... We have all done the best we could to find children and hide them. But it is not enough. Uh, Monseigneur, why don't we first exchange notes? Uh, That way we can bring out our thinking and experiences together. I don't like to take the time to discuss yesterday's. A show of hands, please. All right. Your explanation, Nurse Anne-Marie. I agree with Father Rodier. I want to tell you my problem and hear yours. I say we first exchange views. Reverend Cole? In one way, I agree with you, Auguste. We have not done enough. But, since in my corner, I need everyone's help. I want to first exchange views. Uh, So be it. I will go along with the majority. Who first? You, Keith? The Nazis are bent upon a wholesale slaughter of Jews, regardless of age. Now, to be effective... We must enlist every priest and minister and pastor in France, in Holland, wherever the Nazis have occupied. Now, one of my parishioners has a duplicating machine from which we could make copies of a warning. 
What should it say? A statement that we, as assistants to the Lord, have a duty to man. And regardless of denomination, all churches and churchmen must fight against Hitler by rescuing Jewish children. Rudy is right. Let me compose such a letter, and Goro, you have it run off. Every church should get a copy. There must be at least 10,000 churches in France alone. I should hope so. Monseigneur, how will these letters be sent? We cannot use the normal post. Roger, oh, every man, woman, and child will be a postman. Friends, relatives, neighbors, we shall set up relays to deliver our letter from town to town to town. It will be the post office of free people. Henri, I know you have much to report on where you have hidden the children. I would like to be excused. A train arrives from Annecy in half an hour, and there may be as many as 20 children on board. My sister Helene went to fetch them. I have a large farm wagon outside, the back covered with a canvas. Monsignor Auguste, if you could come along with me, I would feel reassured. Oh, pardon. I suddenly realized I must also leave. An old parishioner who I haven't seen in years has learned of our work and is due at the rectory. He's come to help us. How, Rodier? Oh, Reverend Corot. He is a forger who has just escaped from Saint-Luc prison. A forger? His idea is he could forge identity papers for the Jewish children. And voila. Suddenly, they're all Protestant children. <laughs> all right, then. Each to our post. I shall send word as to our next meeting. Tomorrow, I hope, the Lord willing. Auguste. Yes, Goro. I was thinking, we should not let distance make a difference. What do you mean? Before I became a minister, I was a flyer. I can still fly an airplane to bring help to uh, remove youngsters, to deliver them. Anything that requires speed. Where would you get the plane? Mm, from friends. Oh, the flying minister. <laughs> At your service. Monsignor, we must go. My sister is on the train with the little ones. We must have the wagon waiting for her. Gidia! Gidia! Is that the train from Annecy? Oh, wait. That is the train. Oh, we didn't get here a moment too soon. We cross this iron bridge over the track and pull up on the other side. Whoa! Whoa! Ah, good view from up here. People are getting off. But I don't see little Hélène. She wouldn't be the first to get off the train. Any idea how many children she's bringing? As many as she can round up. Maybe 20. Maybe more. Hélène finds them everywhere. Wandering about the countryside alone. Some hysterical because they've seen their parents shot to death. Children trying to find food. Sleeping in ditches. She does know your wagon is up here on the iron bridge over the tracks. We have done this four times already. Generally, I can get one of the doctors to come with me. It is safer with a man here. Ah, keep your eyes on the train. You should see her about now. She will step out by herself. And then, if there are no German soldiers in sight, I wave this handkerchief and she leads them out. There may be some too small to walk. They have to be carried. Oh, 
Our friendly Gestapo officer is coming this way. Good evening, madam. Ah, you are waiting for the wounded. I see you were a red cross. Oh, no, we are merely riding about the town tonight and have stopped to rest our horse for a moment. Ah, good evening, Monsignor. Would you care to make it a better evening? And how would I do that? Leave us. We are French and you are German. We prefer not to talk to you. Of course, naturally. <laughs> My commander says the same thing. He tells me I should not associate with French riffraff. Good night. Monsignor, that was fearless. Uh, it's a good thing it was dark. He couldn't see my handshake. I was thinking of Hélène getting off the train, carrying a baby, children behind her, and walking into the arms of that murderer. There she is! Has he gone? Did not see? Is it safe? I would say you can wave your white handkerchief now. I am glad that it's over. And the children are safe inside the wagon. Oh, Helen, you look tired. No, I'm not. Is the hospital all arranged? Oh, yes. We go straight to St. Michael's back door. Uh, they are so quiet back there, those children. These are the very youngest I have ever gathered. They were all together when I found them. They have made camp, these little tiny ones, beside a lake. Most of them haven't eaten since the Nazis took away their parents four days ago. They will need milk and extra care. How many dozens have you led to safety, young lady? Elaine is very quiet about her accomplishments, but I know it is already in the hundreds. They were so bewildered. Life has no order for them. With their parents gone, one little girl told me her name was Sarah. I said, from now on, if anyone asks you, your name is Yvonne. And she began to cry and said, if I have a new name, how will my mama know me when she comes back? Oh, that is so awful. They are so good, really. One little boy. Did you notice him? Seven years old, black hair. His parents must have been Dutch. He had a terrible accent and would be very suspicious if we were picked up. I said to him, when we get on the train, you must not open your mouth for anything to anyone. Yes, I remember him. I lifted him onto my shoulder so he could climb into the wagon. Oh, no. Did you? Didn't you notice his pants were wet? <laughs> yes, I did. But I didn't want to say anything. Neither did he. When we arrived in Lyon, I asked him why he didn't tell me. And the poor little child said, That you told me when we left not to say anything to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> this is the back entrance to the hospital. Monsignor, will you be good enough to ring the night bell? Oh, at last. Now I can be of some use. Monsignor, I would never have dared challenge that Gestapo officer the way you did. If it had been me, a rescue operation would have ended before it began. Hello? Hello? Monsignor Jean-Auguste? Ah, uh, oui, yes. 
Uh, could you hold on a minute? The mass is about to start. I'm in the sacristy and the organ is playing in the church. Uh, just let me shut the door so I can hear you more clearly. Oh, hold on, please. Here I am again. This is Brother Gabriel, Monsignor. We have some 60 small Jewish children. Can you help us? Orphans? It happened this morning. Their parents were taken away in gas trucks. Oh, no. Gas trucks. Where are you? In Chamonix. Can you get the children by train to Annecy? I think so. The day after tomorrow. There's only one train. It arrives in Annecy at 9 o'clock at night. Night is the safest time. They will be picked up at the station and taken to the Annecy Hospital. D did you say hospital? Yes, the Annecy Hospital. One of the doctors there belongs to our underground. He will change their names, race, give them new identities, and a few diseases thrown in. They will be perfectly safe, believe me. God bless you, Monsignor. <laughs> he already has. He is permitting me to do more than preach about his good works. Au revoir. Father Gabriel, may God be with you also. Monsignor, they sent me to fetch you. The mass is already five minutes late. Splendid. We shall make it seven minutes late. Oh, I'm glad it's you, Anne-Marie. I am right. You did receive word from your brother at the Annecy Hospital that he was ready to help us hide Jewish children. Oh, we? Oui. He's already doing it. How long can he keep 60 more in the hospital? Indefinitely, I think. Until he finds homes. Not one of Jacques' little patients has yet been harmed. He gives them fake diseases and fever charge. And he has been able to chemically remove the word Jude, stamped in red ink on the ration cards. Tell Jacques tomorrow night, 9 o'clock, to have enough wagons at the Annecy station to pick up 60 children. I said I would be seven minutes late, and seven it is. Dearly beloved... I beg your forgiveness for keeping you waiting this Sunday morning. We will now begin the Mass. Open the door for whoever it is, please. Are you John August, the priest of this church? You are interrupting the Mass. There will be no Mass. You will send these people home. I shall do no such thing. Are you Monsignor John August? I am. John August. You are under arrest. It isn't because truth is stranger than fiction that makes it such a rare commodity. Truth is often more terrifying. The facts underlying our story are that this small handful of ministers, priests, doctors, and patriots became the nucleus of an organization to all France dedicated to saving Jewish children from the Nazis. As a result... Literally thousands were hidden away until the war was over. I shall return shortly with Act Three. Monsignor Jean Auguste, chief staff bearer of the Good Shepherds, has been arrested. Then a grueling interrogation for endless hours to reveal what the Germans could only suspect 
an underground movement grown into a network of workers, couriers, experts in sabotage, guides, and guardians of the homeless. Well, dear, how many days has it been now? Every passing day, I get more worried. They won't dare keep the Monsignor for very long. Once word gets out that a high churchman is in custody, the Germans will find it impossible to keep order in France. Auguste is not a young man. Suppose he breaks just a little. Suppose he tells them just a little. That will start a manhunt, murder... Jean-Auguste will end up in a concentration camp. The Monseigneur will not break. I pray day and night for that. Just the same, one must prepare for such a contingency. Prepare? How? I know that without Jean-Auguste, the movement will die as would a body without a heart. I regard it as my duty to find out where he is held, to fly there, get him out. Now, I've had a close look at a Messerschmitt 109 at our airfield. Just what I need. Oh, the flying Protestant minister. Didn't Auguste call you that? Mm-hmm. If I have to uh, borrow that plan, I'll need your help, Rottier. Oh, anything I can do. Uh, but I can't agree. I know the rescue movement will go on. There are too many people in it. You don't think there will be systematic reprisal? For example, how long do you think the young and inexperienced like Helene could withstand her fingernails pulled out one by one? Or a body stretched out and whipped? I am not as pessimistic as you. Oh, but then perhaps we are more inspired by crucifixions. Oh. <laughs> what are you doing here? Well, why are you pushing your bicycle and not riding it? Do you see the tires? I can walk back to my own village if I want to. At night? Alone? There's no moon out. I don't need a moon. I know the way to my own house. I am not a German stranger invading where he isn't wanted. Why are you angry with me? I don't like anyone who constantly jumps out of the woods at me. I'm patrolling as I always do. Helene! Why are you so annoyed at me? I thought we were beginning to... Uh, uh, I mean... I I thought you liked me. You think I am annoyed? I am furious. This is anger, pure and simple. Let go of my bicycle. Helene, what you think of me is important to me. I don't think much of you. I can tell you that. But why? You know nothing about the arrest of the Monsignor? No. Nothing, nothing at all. Can't we talk for just a moment? I don't feel like talking. You act as though I've betrayed you. You can look me straight in the eye. And say you know absolutely nothing about the arrest of the Monsignor? I know absolutely nothing. Helene, I have betrayed, but not you. I'm supposed to patrol for 25 kilometers, report everything I've seen, but I've not reported. I have betrayed my uniform. I don't believe it. Because of my feelings for you. I know about the children. How many hundreds are being taken from under the noses of my fellow officers and hidden? I know which farms, the names, the churches, the hospitals. I know a great deal. But I've said nothing. I want you to believe that I care for you. I even care for the Jewish children. My mother and my father did not bring me up to exterminate children in a gas truck. Now, these are my real feelings, Helene. I shall ask to be transferred away from here. 
I would rather fight soldier to soldier at the front. Hans, I... I'm sorry. I do like you. I'm going to come back to France when this is over. How many copies of the Monsignor's letter have you run off so far, Father? Look at the counter on the side of the duplicating machine. Pretty close to um, 500, I should say. Oh, he must have written it the first days he was taken and smuggled it out. I knew Reservoir from what it said. It was an appeal to all churches, and he wanted it sent everywhere. Oh, my arm is getting tired. I brought you some tea, Father Rodier. Hmm. Four hundred and ninety-seven. We'll run off an even thousand. Ah, oh, good tea. Ah, we shall need much more paper on duplicating ink for this machine. Uh, is there any at the hospital? If there is, I will bring what I can. And I need you to find volunteers to fold these sheets together into envelopes. To mail? No. No, they will be delivered by hand everywhere in France. Look out the window. Huh? A German staff car. There is a Gestapo officer getting out. He's been here before. Oh, here. Help me get this machine out of the room. There's a trap door under the rug. It leads to the cellar. Hurry. I'll move this machine. Oh, it's heavy. Open the trap door. There's an iron ring. You pull up. I've got the rug pulled back. But I, I can't find the ring. Too late. What is what in the world are you doing with that duplicator? Oh, Monsignor. The ghost. Careful. Careful, don't drop it. Let, let, let me help. Together, we can get it back on the table. We, we thought you were the Germans. They were my escort from prison. The Gestapo officer? Our old evil friend. He is driven off now. Are you all right? They didn't... Torture me. Ah, they tried to, but I made them ashamed. I think the dignity of my cassock was too much for them. Ah, what's this? My letter? Father Rodier has already made 500 copies. We should have another 500 by tonight. At that rate, the war will be over before people have a chance to read it. A thousand by tonight? My dear Rodier, we need 10,000. Uh, nurse Anari... I don't wish to keep you from your duties here or at the hospital, so I shall ask you to leave. Oh, but, Monsignor, I want to find out what the Gestapo did to you. What they said, what you said. Uh, some other time. You're excused. Monsignor, what have I done that I should be pushed out of the room as soon as you arrive? We will discuss it. I give you my word. No, right. I know when I am not wanted. Roger. Help me off with my cassock. Oh, yeah. <coughs> ah, thank you. Now the collar. Uh, I think I'll take these shoes and stockings off as well. Then the trousers. <coughs> now you see why I had to ask the lady to leave. Even though she is a nurse, I am her father confessor. It simply wouldn't do for her to see me in my underwear. Are you going to bed? No. I shall not wear my clerical robes anymore until the war is over. My duty to the Lord is best served in these times by my duty to man, particularly his children. Helene! I received your message, Hans. I thought you had been transferred. It is being 
too weak. I know, I, I, I know. I can't stay long up here on the railroad bridge. I have to meet that train. Oh, when I look down at the track, I think it is a good thing I am not afraid of high places. Uh, uh, who are you meeting at the train? Friends? Uh, why are you still in Lyon? You said your duties were making you ill, and you were going to ask to be transferred. I never said that. Oh, but you did. You hated rolling up children for the gas truck. I said I would like to be fighting on the front, nothing more. So, you are not my friend, Hans. You are my enemy. You are one with your friends and brothers and fathers and uncles who murdered children. They are, are Jewish. So, it is good. This was the hunt. I did it. No. Helene, run. Go now. I was sent here to trick you. Please, go. I have a train to meet. I was ordered to arrest you. There may be others watching this bridge. Helene, I'll close my eyes. Do what you want. I know nothing about it. But you are not obeying your commander. You have become a bad German. It's a trap. Don't you understand? Run. Run. Oh, God. May I see you a moment? Well, certainly, Ellen. Uh, what time is it? It's after midnight. Hadn't you better be going along home? We had ten little ones that came in on the night train. I had to take them to three farms. They were waiting up for them. We're working late also, Audrey and I. And Corot has just taken off for Switzerland with a few young ones. He, quote, uh, borrowed the German Messerschmitt, which he plans to return before morning. Now, what is it, my dear? Could you hear my confession? Confession? Now. Please. Come over here, Helene, and we'll sit ourselves in this corner. I know I cannot sleep tonight if I don't confess. There is a sin that weighs so heavily upon you. And it wasn't my fault. It really wasn't. Go on. Is it a sin to love a German? Why do you ask me that? I have been seeing a German soldier who was stationed here for more than four months now. I dislike him. He made me believe he hated what the Germans were doing. He knew everything. He said he would never tell that he was hoping to go to the front. What is his name? Hans. That was the only name I knew. He only knew me as Helene. Tonight, I can't talk about it. Where is he tonight? He's dead. They made him come to arrest me, but he couldn't go on with it. He tried to jump over the railing onto the tracks. And before he landed, they had shot him. And you feel responsible for his death? Yes. That is what I had to confess. Were you truthful with him? Yes. But he was false to you? He tried to be. They forced him child. There was nothing wrong in loving him. 
Love cannot be a sin. Betrayal, however, can be. Come tomorrow to the church. I will hear your confession and you will receive absolution. My dear child, today we live in a world of horrors and you have been visited with more than your share. But we must go on and do what we can for the living. Senior ran his underground operation from one room in the heart of Lyon. He organized teams that fought the enemy in every corner of France. Young girls, young boys, old men and women, doctors, nurses, priests, ministers. An army of far greater strength because the cause was greater. To shepherd the children, guard and protect the flock. I shall return shortly. tell us some 10,000 Jewish children were secreted all over France. Many who welcomed these refugees into their families grew to love them as their own. Battered and bruised, it took these little ones years to feel the warmth of love. As one farmer's wife said of the three little girls who lived with her through the war, if their parents come for them, I will return them. But if their parents cannot come, these three will always be ours. Our cast included Robert Dryden, Ray Owens, Russell Horton, and E.V. Juster. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. So, here's the plan. A. Attack the arsenal at Harper's Ferry. B. That would frighten the state of Virginia, which would pass along the word to the other states. Slavery is a hot potato. Look what happened to us. Hmm. And lastly, C. Inside that arsenal there must be a store of rifles and hundreds of rounds of ammunition. But John, you're, you're not going to arm the slaves. Oh, yes, I am. Don't you see, Danny, once it's in Virginia's backyard, it'll bring the whole South to a boil. They've been threatening secession for months. If I can hold the Virginia militia at bay at Harper's Ferry, the South won't accept that insult. They'll renounce the Union. They'll secede. This is E.G. Marshall, inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.